Hey there, welcome back to Legal Mumbo Jumbo with Houston Divorce and Family Law Attorney Ashley Nicole Green. This is a 10 to 15 minute session where she will discuss frequently asked questions and or provide you with some good old information on how to navigate through those areas. So let's get started with some Legal Mumbo Jumbo. Hi guys, welcome back to season two, episode number seven of Legal Mumbo Jumbo. My name is Ashley Nicole Green. I'm a Houston family law and divorce attorney, and I'm really excited to speak to you guys about today's important topic. Today's topic is about knowing who you are marrying, specifically related to how to avoid co-mingling your funds. Like I mentioned, this is a very important topic. Um, As always, I'd like to give you guys some context as to how this topic came about. So it can set the tone for today's topic um, in our podcast, but also just to give you some context. So this topic came about because I had a client who we actually just finalized his case at the tail end of 2021. And he came to us. And when he came to us, he had informed me that he had some um, cyber property funds that he had um, obtained after he sold a home that he had prior to the marriage. And he put those funds into a joint account that him and his spouse had with money in it that was earned during the marriage. So at that point, he did a commingling of the funds, right? And so there is a lot of back and forth. Um, the wife felt that the number of funds that was in the account, um, so much of it was community versus separate. He felt that that was a different number. So unfortunately, he had to you know, have a financial tracing of that account completed so that we can get a financial expert to come in and say how much should be community versus separate. Now, most people have this notion that you should just take out whatever was put in um, as far as the separate property amount. But um, that's not always the case, especially if those funds were used at some point. Um, There's a disagreement, you know, the whole nine yards. So a lot of the more common knowledge that we typically would think would happen in family law cases don't always happen. And unfortunately, you do have to have a tracing of an account completed. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in. So if you haven't already, grab you a sheet of paper and something to write with, um, because I'm going to give you some tips on how to avoid this happening. So the first thing to do is to make sure that you keep money separate. Just mention that, right? So keep funds separate. So what I mean by that is if you do um, inherit anything and you sell property, you get money from it, have those funds in a separate bank account. Um, if you um, have anything that you acquire from um, as a gift from somebody, keep those funds in a separate account. So um, that way you don't commingle funds. It's pretty simple. You know, open up a separate account only, you know, um, for those funds to go into it. The second way to avoid commingling funds is not to add your spouse on as a joint owner or an authorized user on any bank account that you have separate property funds in. The reason why this is important is because you don't want a situation where you add them on as a joint account holder and maybe they are spending money out of that account um, and now you are going through a divorce and you're trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do, right? (laughs) As far as knowing that when they spent $4,000 on this day, if it was something for the separate property or was it for community? And then you have claims for reimbursement, which I talked about um, in the episode um, six. So of season two, so just like avoid it. Just don't add them on. Um, I know it kind of seems like, you know, your spouse would probably be like, oh, you don't trust me. Um, You know, it's not fair. But in reality, it will help both you and your spouse in the end. 
And the same is true, like if you are in a relationship with somebody and you're maybe not to um, the point of being married, but you're engaged, right? And you want to avoid these type of things happening. It's best to do this. And I talked about this also with cohabitation agreements in our episode um, number six of season two as well, just to have that separation so that you don't have to worry about that. All right. The next um, thing to keep in mind, which is number three, is that if you decide to refinance any property that is your separate property, make sure you do not add your spouse or a significant other to the deed. Let me say that again. If you have any separate property that you decide to refinance, do not add your spouse to the deed. When you add them to the deed or your significant other to the deed, it creates ownership for them, 50% ownership. Now, this situation comes up a lot because whenever individuals are married and they refinance the property, sometimes, you know, just to make it easier on the title company or whatever the circumstances, I don't know what it really is, people just say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to add my name to the deed. That is not correct, okay? Now, there is a rule called the inception of title rule which is usually very helpful, but in circumstances, um, a lot of times they are not helpful because you're actually, if you have them on the deed, they actually are an owner. Um, Now, if just signing the paperwork because we are a community property state and they're just doing it for the purposes of, you know, saying that it's community, I mean, you're married, right? Not that it's community, then that's fine, but do not have them added to the deed as part of ownership. It's very, 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 very important that you remember this. Um, The same is true if you're dating someone um, and you have a cohabitation agreement or anything of that sort. Um, You know, finance companies sometimes say it's best if you have two people to get a better, you know, interest rate or whatever. Just avoid it. I mean, the long-term benefits are not there. Maybe short-term it's great, but long-term I promise you it's not there. So just avoid it. The fourth thing to do is to make sure that you don't add a spouse on any type of um, business accounts or partnership agreements. So this kind of overlaps with the second point that I made a little bit earlier, but the same is true for businesses. Do not add them to any business accounts. Do not add them to any uh, partnership agreements. Do not allude to anything about you guys being joint owners of that property or of that business rather. It'll make it a lot smoother for you. It'll make it a lot cheaper for you. And it also will just keep that separation to make sure that those two things, I mean, that one thing um, is understood to mean that's only yours, right? It's not a one like this is both of ours. So with that being said, um, this was one of our more quicker podcasts, but I feel like it has a lot of information. And I just kind of jumped in, gave you guys the meat of it. But I would love to have an opportunity to speak to you if you have more questions about the process um, of how to ensure you do not commingle funds. Um, We offer a 15 minute free Um, case evaluation with me via phone. I would love to chat with you. If you're in a situation where you want to plan, right, and you don't really know where to start and you feel like you need an opportunity to sit down and plan out the situation, whether you're doing a cohabitation agreement, a prenumped, uh, you know, a partition agreement, um, all of those different um, 
forms of agreements that you can use to protect yourself, please feel free to reach out to me as well. You can schedule a consultation um, if you feel like 15 minutes is not enough time, or you can also schedule a um, coaching session, a one-on-one with me. We'll have an opportunity to chat, um, get a chance to figure out what some solutions are for you, and also um, make sure that we have a solution implemented focus plan so that you can make sure that you have peace of mind, which is very, very important, especially when you're dealing with your assets, because that's your livelihood. So with that being said, I hope this podcast was helpful. Um, And until next time, you guys take care. Bye for now.